This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9. Good morning. It's 7.06 a.m. on Friday, the 3rd of February. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Philip C. and Chong Jensen. Now, in half an hour, we're going to discuss the key highlights from India's federal budget that was tabled on Wednesday. But as always, we're going to kickstart the morning with a look at how global markets closed overnight. So U.S. markets, it closed mixed. The Dow was down 0.1%, S&P 500 up 1.5%. The Nasdaq was up by 3.3%, led by a strong showing of Meta. I believe the share, share price was up by more than 20%. In Asian markets, it was also mixed. The Nikkei was up by 0.2%, Hang Seng down by 0.5%, Shanghai Composite up marginally by 0.02%. 2%, the Straits Times Index, it was down by 0.4%, and the FBM KLCI, it was up by 0.3%. So quite a mixed bag on the markets there, but we do see the Nasdaq is up 3.3%. For some thoughts on what's moving markets, uh, we have on the line with us Clifford Bennett, Chief Economist at ACY Securities. Clifford, good morning. Thanks as always for joining us. I'd like to start with the FOMC this week. They delivered a 25 basis point increase in interest rates, but they also in indicated that more hikes were coming. How many more do you think will be delivered by the Fed in this cycle before they take that pause everyone's waiting for? Good morning. Yes, it's very interesting. I mean, uh, the equity market couldn't have been any more excited about an interest rate hike than at any other time in history. Um, But the market, uh, the futures are actually pricing in 50-point rate cuts from current levels by the end of the year, whereas the Federal Reserve is saying, no, we're going to be hiking probably 50 points at least by the end of the year. I think the Fed is correct. I think they will be hiking another two meetings to come, uh, but perhaps four meetings. So at least 50 points, perhaps 100 points to come this this year from the Fed. And that's because inflation is more likely to stabilise than than it is to continue to fall off a cliff. So whilst, uh, and the chairman made a good good measure of this in his comments when he said, you know, he talked a lot about disinflation and that's what the market picked up on. But what he was saying was, it's nice to see the level of inflation coming down, but it's still way too high. It's nowhere near down far enough. And when he was talking about the economy having a potential soft landing, if you like, he was really saying, I've got the green light to keep hiking interest rates at the moment. So I think most definitely with inflation where it is, it's, you know, it's triple, double to triple uh, where they would like to see it. uh, The Fed is going to deliver those rate hikes. And um, I think a lot of market positioning at the moment has got a little bit ahead of itself in the idea that there'll be any kind of pivot. I don't think there's going to be any interest rate cuts from the Fed this year. In fact, once they pause, they could be on hold for six or 18 months. So the Fed is going zig, the market's going zag. When will this mismatch be felt in the market? And uh, that's that's very well put, that question, because what we're seeing, I actually think, is a version of um, excitement or exuberance, over-exuberance, if you like. And usually we would see that when a market was making all-time historic highs, which isn't the case. We're still in the midst of a massive, giant corrective phase for, for U.S. equities. But January has been a record month, really, in terms of gains. And we've built on that with this interest rate hike. 
which says to me that maybe meme trading is taking over the mainstream. Uh, but, you know, as you mentioned, companies like Meta have certainly boosted the NASDAQ in the last 24 hours. But I think what's happening is sentiment is has one view, and that is different to the Feds. And if you like, there's an elastic band between the two. So it's a question of how far can the elastic band between reality and sentiment be stretched to the upside before what really has to happen, everyone who wants to buy is finished buying in terms of the speculative traders. And when we reach that point, we'll start to see price rejection. And that price rejection could snowball into something quite significant. So whilst the price action still looks very bullish, the fundamentals do not because we still have a slowing US economy as the Fed is raising interest rates. And uh, that's kind of a historic no-brainer that things don't look good for earnings over the next one to two years. And Clifford, what impact will the Fed's decision have, if any, on the RBA when it decides on its own overnight rate next week? Yes, well, the RBA used to be like a little puppet, hand puppet of the Fed in a way. You know, for a couple of years there, we basically followed whatever the Fed did, the RBA did. Uh, but that started to break down over the last six to 12 months. Uh, and I think what we've seen is the RBA cut back to 25 points earlier, and perhaps mistakenly, because after slowing to 25 points, it's then seen inflation spike and accelerate sharply to 7.8%. So I think the RBA will not want to be seen to be jumping around too much, but perhaps it should have stayed at 50 points from an inflation perspective. But the Australian economy is beginning to slow as well. I, I think we're definitely going to see 25 points from the RBA as per their last meeting. I think we could see uh, four, at least, whereas I'm seeing at least two Fed hikes, I think we'll see at least four RBA interest rate hikes of 25 points to come. But definitely a, a hike of 25 points this coming week. So, Clifford, Powell seems to think um, that a soft landing in the U.S. can be engineered without wiping out the U.S. labor market. And we did see, um, I think, the recent labor data coming out this week showed that um, labor seems to be quite resilient still. So what do you think? Is that a possible, is that is that realistic to achieve? Um, it's an interesting scenario. I'm, I might colour it a little bit differently, but still agree. I think the new jobless claims released yesterday in the U.S. are very low continuing to decline, they really give fuel to Chairman Powell to keep hiking. So I think we need to be aware that that firm labour market is just this growing green light for the Fed to keep hiking rates at this point, even if it is at 25-point increments. Um, when he's talking about the labour market, I think the labour market data, we had a recession in the US at the beginning of last year, but everyone said it's not a recession because of the employment data. I think the employment data is a little bit misleading and dysfunctional since COVID. I think one of the things the bulls don't like to talk about in terms of the economy is that there are actually 2.7 million less people employed in the United States today than there were before COVID. So basically they left and they didn't come back. So the reason we have this illusion of full employment is because large number of people simply left the marketplace uh, and they're not even in the participation data mm. reflected there. So the employment uh, numbers are not as strong as they appear. Uh, and I think, you know, there's still a lot of need for workers. So employment can stay strong. 
but we already have services sector in contraction, according to official data. We already have manufacturing in contraction, according to the official data. So this is not a strong economy, and people shouldn't be pointing to labour data to suggest that it is. Clifford, what's happening in the tech sector? I'm just looking at the results coming out from the fourth quarter. It's really a mixed bag, isn't it? Uh, Apple disappointing, Alphabet disappointing, but Amazon and Meta doing pretty well, surpassing expectations. Are there any clear tech trends here or are there more company-specific performance issues here? Yeah, I think we, we had that big dot-com you know, explosion, then we had the big the dot-com bubble burst, and then we've had this sort of further uh, you know, tech rally environment broad-based as it was. And I think that broad-based nature is well and truly over uh, for the tech sector. And it's coming into a a maturity, if you like, of a sector where the individual companies have more, you know, clearly defined uh, pathways in front of them. So I think, you know, you have to say that Apple's been negatively impacted by uh, the China lockdown. So that may recover. Uh, Meta is certainly impressed and, and Meta is probably going to stabilize 175, 210. It may even eventually t- return to 300, but that could be quite a long time away. I think what we're going to see now is a little bit of stability because you know Meta had fallen 70%. It's having a big bounce. I don't see the rate of climb continuing, although there could be some small uh, gains still to come for Meta. But I do think, as you said, that it is very much about the individual companies at this point. But overall, I think we should perceive that uh, the job layoffs, job layoffs just spiked generally in the United States yesterday. uh, And 41% of those job layoffs were in the tech sector. So there's reasons for hope on the profitability side, perhaps. Uh, but also there are reasons to be uh, cautious. It's it's uh, by no means a clear picture at the moment. Clifford, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Clifford Bennett, Chief Economist at ACY Securities, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees moving markets in the days and weeks ahead. I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, you look at all the results coming through. I mean, in the US, it's quarter four tech earnings have just been coming up back to back. And so um, I think Clifford's right. You know, that broad-based consensus about tech has now gone. And you have to really look at the specific performances of these individual businesses. And that's why we're seeing Apple sales drop substantially, but Amazon doing pretty well. Facebook, I think, re- recovering. Many, I think, are trying to recover back from the peaks of 2019, 2020. So perhaps this is a slight correction, but are we going to go back to pre-pandemic levels? Not sure. Let's go into some of those tech results, yeah? Because we did see that Apple missed... Um, their missed expectations for revenue, profit and sales for many lines of business. This quarter was pretty stunning because it was the first miss um, in almost seven years. And, uh, you know, they've just been growing and growing and growing. And this is the first time, as that saying goes, the squirrel falls to the ground, you know? Yeah. I think contrast, if you looked at Amazon, Amazon beat their fourth quarter revenues, delivering much better than expected earnings with three cents per share. Revenue was 149 versus 145 billion, driven by their Amazon Web Services and also advertising also went better than expected. Yeah, and I think if you look at Alphabet's results, they announced fourth quarter results and then earnings actually um, also um, missed the expectations um, and their earnings per share came in at just $1.05 versus $1.18 per share. The revenue also fell slightly short of what the market was expecting, came in at 76 billion dollars versus 76.5 billion dollars so very interesting right all three businesses very 
all tech, but very different revenue models. If we look at it, Alphabet has got very advertising-centric. Amazon is quite e-commerce-centric with the web services. And you have got Apple doing the hardware and solutions services be so very different parts i think showing different strengths of health different levels of health across the tech sector that's right and i just want to add that one thing i'm watching particularly when it comes to alphabet is just what youtube is going to do to try and match up with tiktok because uh, it has been suffering this quarter uh it is facing a lot of competition from tiktok in short form videos i know that youtube shorts is trying to uh pick up following so i'm really curious to see how this space develops um it is 7 18 in the morning we're heading into some messages. When we come back, we'll continue looking at the top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.